What's up, Orange County? We are back. We uh, Did you miss us last week? Uh, I know there was a match to watch. It wasn't a really fun one, but there was something other than us talking on a Tuesday evening. We'll talk about that, plus much more. It's, it, there's a lot that's happened since you last heard from us. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am going to take you through this journey talking about Orange County Soccer Club and all things related to OCSC. Uh, joining me, let's in, let's bring the panel on. Who who is who are the experts that'll join me for this? Uh, first, let's welcome them on from Caroline Coalition. We've got Dylan. Dylan, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, but expert um, is a term that's only been used once before. When describing me, I'm not sure how accurate it is. How are you not an expert when it comes to Orange County Soccer Club? You're, you know, you watch them, you talk about them, uh, you're in the supporters group. Uh, I, I would assume you have to, you have to give yourself a little bit more credit there, Dylan. If, if I have to, then I will. But, eh. So much dead air here. What, what's going on, Ray? Hi, I was Alan. just trying to Welcome make you uncomfortable the there. You know, the the, the magical uh, wonders of uh, silence break there when you're talking to someone. Oh, yeah. The other person that's going to be joining us tonight on this wonderful journey down in San Diego, Alan A. Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Alan, how you doing? Good. Uh, I'm a little tired, but good. <laughs> Yeah, for those that don't know, Alan just finished a or wrapped up a solo episode of Fair Weather Pod. I don't think we've ever attempted a solo show on this show, and there's a reason why, right, Alan? <laughs> yes, I miss the ability to be like, hey, what do you think while I take a mental break and look something up real quick? Like, I forgot who the parent club, the Real Monarchs was. I'm still not sure who that is. So, I mean, there's definitely some mistakes. There's some things I did wrong, but uh, I mean, that's what happens. Like when you people's schedules get filled up and things can't don't hit right, but you still want to have a show because a lot of stuff happened and you just kind of pick up the pieces and run with it. And, you know, hey, we can't all be can't all be Ray Samora. <laughs> I, I, I would never attempt a solo live show while I'm also producing the show, if, if I had someone in the background doing all the productions and throwing me stats, then I can potentially try something like that. But um, yeah, props to you for trying that out. Um, hopefully we never have to do that on this show. If we do, we know we're in good hands with you, Alan, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about since we last were on uh, the live stream. I was about to say on the air, but we're not really on the air. This is digital age. We're on the internets. Uh, we didn't have a show last week because there was a conflicting match against Las Vegas. So we do have to talk about that, but we also have to go back even further because the previous match to that one, which was against Sacramento at home was the last match that we haven't talked about on this show. So we're going to start off there. We're going to try and go through these matches rather quickly because we have three matches to recap or talk about one match to preview. And we do have a guest coming on a little bit later on the show. So um, let's talk about that Sacramento match. Uh, you know, I'm going to start it off this way. I'm getting to the end at the beginning here, but uh, Dylan, Brad, and I, we we went to left coast after the match, and we ran into a few of the players um, hanging out after the match, and I mistakenly told them that was a tough loss when it really wasn't a loss. Um, you know, it ended up being a draw, but I, I can't remember who it was that replied to that. It says, well, it wasn't a loss, but it felt like a loss. So let's talk about that. I mean, is there a better way to describe that match against Sacramento uh, other than it wasn't a loss, but it felt like a loss. Let me start with you, Dylan. 
no, I mean, that sums it up perfectly. And anytime you give up a minute or anytime you give up a goal uh, in the 94th minute, it's, it's going to hurt. Um, but, you know, there were some positives like Ronaldo is back um, and Brent Richards is back as well. He was in, he was in great form. Um, and I think the team did well up until that point. Um and then just kind of threw it away in the last little bit for the second game in a row. Yeah, uh, I, you know, you were watching on the stream, I believe, Alan, or at least you may have watched a replay of the match. I don't know if you what matches you watched live because there was probably also a San Diego match going on. But I'm sure you watched the stream at some point. And anyone else that's listening live can can chime in in the comments. Um, I believe the match went a little bit further than what the um, like announced extra time was, or am I incorrect there? Do either of you know? Does anyone know? It, it was past, and I'm thinking Alan was busy. I was too busy watching San Diego lose to, to Phoenix this match. Um, and knowing how it feels to have Sacramento score the a stoppage time goal to get a draw, I can commiserate and say, yes, it does feel like a loss, especially at home. Um, and just to remind everybody... Stoppage time is a minimum amount of time, not the maximum amount of time. So a stoppage time that's supposed to be four minutes and 55 seconds might be shown as four minutes and not five minutes. Um, really quick, I, I got to yeah. just jump on really quick to Alan, right? We've seen yep. before where they say four minutes and then the ref blows the whistle yep. at three minutes and 50 seconds. So oh, for sure. I, I, I get what you're saying. The rule says Look. that. But that's if, not the way it actually happens. If we expect pro referees to be spot on amazing officials, then we're asking too much. I, I think I think you can be critical of individual referee mis- decisions, but you're going to realize that, um, yeah, people are going to make mistakes and officials are among them. Um, I mean, I, I think you any team in any match can be hard done by any referee. Uh, whether that's you're watching your six-year-old child play bunch ball on a backfield somewhere, or you're watching uh, your team try to go for you know Gold Cup glory, I, I think any game you can be critical of referees, just like you can be critical of a player's game as well. Um, I mean, it still doesn't mean like, it still means you have to keep the players from scoring. Yeah, they might get an extra minute or two, but Orange County's defense should be good enough to keep Sacramento from scoring in stoppage time. The same way with San Diego. Like, you should be good enough to keep that from happening, and so you should be able to overcome a a, a blunder from a referee. So um, our master statistician, uh, uh, super fan Andy, jumped, chimed in and let us know the goal was at 93.13. So definitely within that minimum of four minutes. So we really can't complain much about that. I do want to go back to one of his previous uh, comments, though, is that despite the non-loss, it felt like we played rather well. And um, Brad from our show was actually down for that match and and we got to hang out a little bit there in, in Candleland Coalition uh, in the, the bleachers. And he even was making comments that this was probably – you know, most of that match was probably one of the best matches we've seen from Orange County to that point. Now we do know they, uh, another match that happened recently up in Oakland, there was a pretty solid uh, showing on that. We'll get to that in a little bit, but do you agree with that comment, Dylan, that despite the, the draw, it was, uh, they played rather well. I think we were very dominant in the match. Um, and, and it's, it's hard in the situation to separate the final result from the rest of the match, but uh, we were definitely dominant. And I think the stats even back that up, but you know, you, you kick a ball 10 yards too short um, or, you know, you switch off for a few seconds and end up with one point, but I think it was a big positive And, you know, if we don't give up that 94th minute goal, I think it's a big boost to a side that kind of ran into a little bit of trouble and really ran out of a lot of steam at the, uh, kind of last half of last month. Last thoughts on this match from you, uh, Alan. Um, it, it was so long ago that, 
it's time to turn the page and move on to better and brighter things. Well, let's really quick talk about this match because we actually did have predictions for this match. It's the the last match that all four of us made predictions. Um, I don't think any of us got the exact scoreline, but when you look at it, there were a few opportunities. At least three of you, Alan, Dylan, and Brad, at least all got one of the scorelines correct, which was the two goals for Orange County. Uh, I went with one of my amazing predictions that didn't work, so I'm not going to even um, celebrate with y'all. I'm 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 losing ground to Dylan here. Dylan's a master at this prediction stuff. Uh, sooner or later, Carson out in Vegas is going to tell you to come out to uh, Vegas and do some uh, some of that stuff out there, Dylan, just so you know. Uh, let's move on, though. There was another match that happened. The reason why we didn't have an episode last week, and that is because of a match in Vegas for Orange County. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I know... I'm on this show. I'm supposed to know everything that's happened on with Orange County. I actually didn't get a chance to watch that match uh, against Vegas. So I'm going to uh, rely on you two gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Dylan. Your thoughts on the match against Vegas. I'm glad it was a week ago. And I'm glad that I forgot that there was a match. Um, When you asked what we were kind of going over in this match. Um, But two of the Alaska brothers played against each other. That was kind of cool. Um, just a, a really bad blender from um, Romero kind of finished that one off, but just a, a disappointing and kind of deflating result. Um, I didn't think we were particularly great against the Las Vegas side that Allen once predicted was never going to win a match. And they've since kind of figured it out and they've got the same group coming down um from lafc every week and uh, they've started making stuff happen so good on them um but yeah this one was a a frustrating one and i'm pretty glad it wasn't out there for it uh alan your thoughts yeah this one i think looks worse on paper than it did on the pitch um las vegas has secretly put together the fourth best home record by points in the pacific so far uh, They're averaging just under one and a half points per game at home uh, with a positive goal differential. Um, I, I think, uh, I mean, Kobe Henry gives up a pretty standard penalty that seems to be his kind of go-to stick the leg in, miss the ball, get the guy. Uh, but Romero comes up big with a save. And I think that's something that was important and, and kind of started the game off well. But then I think it was just uh, Cal Jennings having one hell of a match. Um, and I think a little bit of some ball luck as well. Some of the goals weren't clean, necessarily clean goals. They were kind of bouncing around. One of them, you know, took takes a deflection and R- Romero's going one way and the ball kind of deflects another in for the goal. I think it was the second one. Uh, I, I just think a little bit of bad luck. Yeah, that third goal, uh, Romero kind of blunders it. But at that point, you know, the the game is definitely on its way to not being uh, fantastic. Uh, Alaski's goal was was really well done. I thought that was a a nice little moment for Orange County. And I think think it's one they're going to want to forget, not because they necessarily played poorly, but um, they didn't play super well which is um, weird because uh, Orange County is the best team in the Pacific away from home. Um, so for them to drop this one was kind of a um, a huge step backwards for them. They're averaging 1.78 points per game on the road, which is still better than Phoenix even after this loss. Um, so this was a little bit out of character. And I think, you know, every once in a while you're going to have professional players that just can't or won't or don't for whatever reason. Uh, play to the best of their abilities. Uh, it was nice to see DJ out there and get get our little run out uh, to see him kind of come back on, I think is, is a good sign. Uh, it, it seems like Orange County is getting healthier when other teams are running into some injury issues. So we might see a, a flip script here uh, where Orange County has more depth versus other teams that don't. Um, yeah, this is essentially a 2-1 loss on the road, which is, I mean, not 
embarrassing. It's not bad. You just want to you Orange County can play better and should play better. Um, maybe not the the best showing from the back line, uh, but I think you know the front up three of Richards kind of in that moving high. It's kind of the forward ish, wing back ish. I, I thought he looked pretty decent. Uh, Alaski looked good. Weehan looked pretty good again. Uh, but yeah, this is one you just want to move on from. Well, and, and you know, we all knew, we all talked about it the beginning when, when the schedule was released, the beginning of the season, that this month of July was going to be brutal for this team. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where you knew there was going to be some losses in there. There's no way any uh, team, no matter how great you are, you're not going to be able to go run the table uh, in a crazy month of July where you have, what, eight matches uh, throughout the month. And, and if you look at it, Orange County got off to a strong start in the beginning of July. Then they hit that really tough part right in the middle where they lose the four straight. And, you know, they turn the corner now with this last match against Oakland. Uh, before we get to Oakland, last thoughts, Dylan, from you on the Vegas match, or is it not really worth talking about? I don't think it's really worth mentioning. I think everything was covered. Um, and thankfully, we bounced back. Yes. And, and, you know, you, it, it, you, you leave with at least a good taste. You leave the month of July with a good taste in your mouth with a solid victory over Oakland. I know Oakland is bottom of the table in the uh, Pacific division or Western conference or whatever. Yeah. Pacific division, I think is what they call it. Um, and so can you be super excited about that? It's that's iffy there, but the fact that Orange County was struggling up to that point and coming out of a brutal July, they now get out of it and they get to a more normal schedule for the month of August here, which will be nice for them. Uh, and they come away with a salt, like I said, a solid victory uh, that saw Oakland just deteriorate uh, and, and implode. Uh, I don't know how many cards they picked up just from arguing with the rough towards the end of the match, uh, but you know, it, it, and I, I want to say it was Andy I was reading on one of the chats and social media was just sort of trying to talk about it. it was pretty fairly called. Both teams were getting cards. Both teams were getting whistled. And if you look at really Oakland got two cards just from their they couldn't shut up about complaining about stuff. Um, so they get a three nil victory. Uh, props to uh, those few traveling fans that went up there. Um, and our, again, our Brad was up there. You can actually, we were talking about that on our, uh, personal Twitter DMS, uh, when, uh, Aiden scored the goal, he was right behind the net there and he was, you could see him sort of clapping, lifting his fist up uh, when that happened. So pretty cool, but a very solid performance. Anytime you go on the road and with some really crazy weather that happened there, it could have gone totally opposite from what happened for orange County, but orange County uh, played well. They did what they had to do. They got in the head of, of a Oakland team that is still trying to figure things out and they get the three points. Uh, Dylan, any ad thoughts, additional thoughts on that match? Are we really just rushing through this one like this? Go ahead. What, what do you have to say? Um, wow. I thought you were just trying to get some final thoughts out of me, but um, no, not... I didn't say final thoughts. I just was asking for some thoughts on, okay. Not additional thoughts. I was just saying additional to what I said. Okay. Any thoughts on this match, Dylan? All right. All right. All right. Um, yeah. I think even if Oakland is by far the worst team and maybe one of the worst run teams in the USL at the moment, um, and that's a growing pains thing. I think you have to give Orange County credit for going on the road um, in yet another match in the month of July and just absolutely dismantling this team. Um it doesn't matter, you know, if you if you beat a team 3-0, the points, you're still getting three points, and those points count the same whether or not that's a 4-3 win in Phoenix um, or a 3-0 in Oakland or a 1-0 in Charleston. Um, and, and here they wound up Oakland pretty well and, and did a good job of not necessarily picking up too many useless cards. Um, Tommy McCabe's was probably deserved. He had racked up a number of fouls within the first 20 minutes. Um, and then just... From there, kind of just turning the screws a little bit where possible. And, I mean, I really think once Oakland was 2-0 down, they weren't coming back. Um, that was maybe one of the few times where I've seen an Orange County side be up 2-0 and go. We probably have two or three more in us. Um, and I was not at all worried in this match. So that was a good result. And, 
as you know, as Andy has said here, short roster with five subs. This is not remotely a fit team. I mean, we're playing Michael Orozco as a left back, which is not a position he's particularly played. Um, I mean, just wow. We, we, we managed with a pretty threadbare side. Um, you know, one of those kids, uh, one of those five is an academy contract. One of them is a goalkeeper. One of them is Aloni, who is going to be joining us in a few minutes, but um, won't be here for too much longer. So not not a great um, bench, but a very, very good showing. And I think it speaks volumes to the side that we're going to be in three or four weeks when we have our whole team back. Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing our whole team back there because it'll be nice. Uh, let me go to you uh, really quick, um, Alan. Uh, were, were we at all nervous in that first half when Oakland was continuously getting corner kicks? There was like six or seven of those, all from like that same, uh, when you're watching the stream, the back right corner. Uh, and I mean, let's be honest, Orange County's doesn't have Orange County doesn't have the greatest track record when it comes to defending set pieces. Were we at all nervous uh, watching all those corner kicks? And did you think that eventually one of those would have to go in and we got lucky? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, Oakland scores less than a goal per game. Um, they've only scored one goal at home in three matches. I mean, yeah, you... Corner kicks are always nerve-wracking, no matter what game you're watching, because anything fluky can happen. We saw that in Vegas, where the ball kind of just bounces around and deflects off somebody and can find the way behind the goalkeeper. Um, and there were some times in this match that were a little bit nervy um, for Orange County, and it was... A little, some of it was even around the red card, and I, that's why I tweeted: Oakland has them exactly where they want them. A two nil, or they're behind by two with, and they got a red card. But I think the difference is uh, Orange County maintained um, their composure, like uh, in a way that they haven't before. Um, meaning, like their, their discipline, their their defensive discipline. I thought uh, Rakowski came up with a couple of good, nice, good moments. Uh, to keep the clean sheet alive. And, um, you know, ultimately this has to feel good for Orange County, especially after what happened in San Diego, what happened, what's happened against Sacramento when they're up a man. Uh, sometimes it's easy or it's easy to lose focus in those matches where you, you kind of check out a little bit because you think you like, Hey, we have the extra guy and you kind of play a little bit different. And this one felt like they were still trying to play their game. Uh, especially offensively, which is really important for them. Uh, I, I thought that they identified the weakness of Orange of uh, not Orange County, sorry, Oakland, the other O team, uh, with being able to move the ball around, getting wide, uh, and really breaking down their back line, who looked just a hot mess. Uh, even when they had the full eleven out there, uh, Orange County was able to slice and dice them from time to time, and, and really put them into some really difficult positions to defend and that boiled down to a lot of really nice individual play um you had uh govio you had uh apodaca and especially that last goal where he makes the play and instead of like falling over and uh and kind of giving up on the play he immediately gets back up and Kaningas had a heck of a game as well just instead of trying to blast it at the goal, just really smartly touches it back across and sets him up. Uh, I thought the set piece was really nice. We've talked about that with uh, Kaningas as well, his ability to put the ball in the box and make him very, very dangerous. Um, I, I thought he did that really well again. And, you know, you have Kobe Henry being the beneficiary of um, getting enough uh, of his head sweat, apparently, on the ball to just nudge it in uh, a la like a Harry Kane style, I got that goal. Uh, I thought that even if Kobe Henry doesn't get his head on that ball, I think that's a really, um, it puts the goalkeeper in a really tough position because he has to guard against the header, but then he also has to guard against that ball sneaking by him and <laughs> into the goal like we've seen 
uh, Kaningas do before. Uh, so he he puts his team in a really good position to either score or make the goalkeeper uncomfortable. So there's a lot of really nice standout performances. It's great to see that kid get his goal uh, and have a, a pretty good game after kind of struggling through a couple, um, especially against Las Vegas. I think he had a couple of moments where he got turned. It wasn't great. So it's good to see him do something positive. And hopefully um, that uh, kind of turns the season around and gives him that confidence to be a a really good defender. I thought a a really nice overall game. Uh, They took a lot of pressure from Oakland, especially the beginning of the first half or second half. And and the three nil, um, maybe a little bit unfriendly to Oakland, but ultimately Orange County played a heck of a game, probably one of their better games of the season. Hey, Ray, you're on mute. Yeah, it always happens. I, I was trying to mute because I was doing some some uh, typing over here. Let's give props, though, to Patrick Rakowski on this match, too, because anytime you have crazy uh, wins like that, it can throw off a goalkeeper. Uh, you know, the ball is going to travel at different uh, speeds, different lengths than they're used to. So uh, props to Patrick on getting a clean sheet in such crazy horrid weather there uh, up there in Oakland. But props to the team on that. Uh, we do have a guest here I, I think is ready to join us who was one of the stars in that match. Uh, up in Oakland, uh, and we're going to go and try and bring him on the the, the stream here, and that's going to be uh, Aiden uh, Apodaca. Aiden, uh, welcome on to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Oh, awesome! Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, we're awesome. Awesome! Thanks for joining us. Um, just take sure. us through that moment there. Your your goal up there in Oakland. Uh, you know, what do you remember from the the build up of that of that goal? Um, I remember getting the the ball at the top of the box and and trying to make something happen and. Uh, as, as an attacker, you always, he always taught to kind of charge a goal. So I got up as quick as I could and recycled my run. And luckily Miko found me just by myself, open, open goal, pretty much. I know Dylan, uh, over here was mentioning like, you know, props to you for not giving up on the play there, uh, and, and popping back up quickly and, and getting ready for that pass. Or was it Alan? It was Alan that said that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving the wrong person credit. Uh, Al- Dylan stepped away for a few moments. So I got thrown off. Alan was just mentioning he, you know, how proud he was to, to see you just pop up off the ground quickly. Cause, uh, you know, not saying this is your style, but you can see a lot of attacking players get knocked down and then they're going to sit there and look at the ref and try and uh-huh. sell that they got tripped or fouled. And then it takes them out of the play, but you got right back up and, and got that pass from, uh, Miko and, and, put it right in the back of the net definitely and and that's uh like i said that's, that's something you're always taught is to to keep attacking you know not giving up on that play and then i think uh some of that also comes along with uh try, trying to get that first one under my belt and you know I, I was i was eager for it so i'm finally ha- finally happy to get it yeah that's one of the things uh you know sometimes as a as a, an attacker as a scorer uh, if you don't get that goal and then you keep pressing and pressing, and then it just becomes this like mental thing where you can't get it. So we're excited that you got that goal rather early there. Um, uh, take us to like, when you found out you were going to come to Orange County, like how did you find out and when did you find out? How did that, that all go down? Um, I was coming back from a trip with El Paso. Uh, I believe we, we had just played uh, RGV and um, I, I thought it'd be a, a beneficial kind of type of move to, to come out here for, and get some games under under my belt. I know that uh, Orange County was having, you know, issues with with players dropping out and fatigue, and there was a handful of games coming up. So I'm I'm happy to be here and happy to, you know, help any way I can. And you came almost at a perfect time because Orange County was just like, I think just about to enter into this like crazy month of July. Have you ever yeah. experienced a month of soccer like that um, outside of maybe youth level where sometimes you're playing three or four matches a day, uh-huh. but uh, have you ever experienced anything like that where you're playing like eight matches in the span of a month? No, actually it's, it's, it's been, it's been tough, uh, especially with, you know, how the season kind of got pushed back a little. So it's, it's kind of tough to to cram all these games in such a short amount of time. And I think that's why I'm, it's super important to, and super, you know, it's it's not easy to keep every team healthy. And I, you know, it's it's something that every team's going to run into. So it's, it's it's not easy at all. And I think with some of these congested schedules, right, it, it limits the amount of training uh, time you have uh, between matches. Most of the time, you're probably spending just recovering from the matches and resting up for the next match. How um how has the lack of you know training 
impacted the club. I mean, you guys struggled through most of July. You got off to a good start. You got that four game run where it was tough and you finally just got that win against Oakland, which was awesome to see. But mm-hmm. how did the lack, how does the lack of training impact uh, you as a player or even other players when you see them out there? Um, it's, it's definitely different for me, especially coming and I, you know, I hadn't been with Orange County for preseason, hadn't been with them for the past couple months. So it was kind of tough, uh, especially being new coming in. But, um, I think a lot of it's just kind of staying after and, and also building that chemistry with, with guys both on the field and off the field when I can. And, you know, going through every session and, and trying to absorb as much as you can, but, I was actually telling telling one of the guys that I I hadn't had a session that's either before a game or after a game, so it's it's either prepping for for a game or recovery, and it took me about a week and a half to to finally get that full training session, and we we had one today, so it was good and always getting better. Um, Aiden, I know you're you're on a short term loan here in Orange uh-huh. County. Um, but seems like you're getting on well and having knocked up or uh, knocked in your first goal. Uh, that's a very different thing that I've just mentioned. Um, are you hoping to, to stay a little bit more and, and maybe make it through another couple crazy months of uh, back-to-back games? Um, we'll see. Uh, obviously, I, I don't I don't have a whole lot of uh, power to make those calls. But, um, you know, w- wherever I am, I'm... I'm you know, I always give my all, especially for Orange County. Uh, it's been it's been nice to be be close to home. So uh, I'm excited and ready to keep going this month. One quick question I'll, I'll ask and then I'll throw it over to Alan is uh, one of our other co-hosts who's not here tonight is Brad. Uh, he yeah. uh, actually is a uh, fan from up in Reno. He used to follow the the Reno team up there and we, we sort of right. pulled them into our universe when uh, when that club folded uh what do you remember from your time up in reno and um, how did that help you grow as a as a professional um i think it helped me grow a lot you know uh playing under ian russell really kind of opened my eyes the he was uh he's very tactical and and i i enjoyed that and you know being the having my first year in uh in bethlehem and then coming to reno it was a uh, it was quite quite a change that that I was uh, not ready for, but it was it was different, and I I definitely grew a lot in those two years, and I think that after that I had the right mentality to to keep going, and yeah. And then let me ask you really quick: Is there anything from Reno that you miss? Uh, maybe we can ask Brad to send something down or ship something down for you. Uh, actually, uh, I uh, picked up fly fishing in Reno. So uh, I would do that on, on some of the off days, but not much, not much water around here that that I could do that in. Yeah, are you looking forward to uh, leaving the beautiful Orange County weather and heading back to El Paso? <laughs> it's 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 different, but yeah. Uh, no, um, I remember because I I actually drove my car over here. I remember driving and and seeing you know green for the first time in in a while, but. No, both 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 areas have the have the uh, pros and cons. So, so this is something that a lot of athletes don't really get to experience. Is you're moving from Reno to El Paso, but then like mid season you're coming to El, to Orange County. Mm-hmm. How do you mentally prepare for that type of switch and or like moving and different style of play? Like, what was your mental preparation? as you made your way out in your car from El Paso to Orange County? Um, it's definitely quick. So you don't really have time to, to fully digest all of it. So it didn't really hit me that I mean, that I was going to Orange County until I, until I really got here. So, uh, like I said, it was quick within, you know, 24 hours. I was already, I was already packing, getting ready to, to head down here, but, but no, being here, especially with, uh, Brent, Seth and and guys from Reno, it's it's been it's helped a lot for for me to fit in with with the team, and they've they've helped me, and it's uh it's good to see familiar faces wherever you're headed. I think that's why Brad sort of likes to call this uh, Reno South or something like that, right? It's a bunch <laughs> of uh, not even just the players, the podcasters followed their made their way down to Orange County as oh, well. Wow. Uh, Alan, I didn't mean to step on your toes there, Alan. No, it's fine. Uh, so 
starting your kind of career, uh, you went to Los Osos. Yes, I did. And is that the is that the dumbest nickname for that high school? Because it's like the <laughs> Bears, the Bears, yeah, it's, Bears. The, it's literally just the Bears, the Bears <laughs> High School. The Bears, Bears, Bears. Um, what's it like coming back home? Like, I I know Chris Weehan talked a little bit about this as well, but what's it like mm-hmm. coming back to kind of Southern California? Is there a, a is there something that feels comfortable right away? Uh, you know you. Los Osos, Cal Baptist, like you, you mm-hmm. grew up here. Is it kind of nice to come back and play a little professional football here? Of course, of course, it's nice, uh, especially you know having having friends, having coaches, having family to to come watch me play that they really haven't had a chance to in the in the past years. You know, being away from home. But um, no, I I have seen I have seen family, and I haven't seen many many friends from from back home. But but um. I, I do when I can, but but you know it's it's a uh, Orange County first, and you know this is this is my job, so I have to you know fully dedicate it. I'm not, I don't have the mentality that that I'm back at home, and you know. Is there is there any like restaurant spots that you hit up? Like, hey, I got a I got like a twenty hour window that I know I can hit hit a spot to get some to get get some good food or something. A twenty hour window. Um, you know, not really. I, I, when I, when I was living back at home, I wasn't really venturing out to Irvine. Oh man, the, the traffic's terrible. That's, that's one of the things that's, <laughs> it's tough to, to come back from, but, uh, there's, there's no traffic in El Paso, but that was another thing as I was driving that, that, uh, that I wasn't ready for is the traffic again, <laughs> especially, especially this area, you know, you leave at the wrong time and you just kind of get caught, but, um, food places, you know, none, none come to the top of my mind. I mean, I, I did have in and out, even though I, I think it's a little underrated or overrated, but, uh, in and out was one of, in and out was one of the, the places that I, you can kind of say I missed. Well, okay. I got to jump on really quick here because I have to ask this question because you got some time in El Paso. Um, so I have to ask this question and I'm going to share it with our friends uh, out in El Paso. Who has the better burger? in and out uh, or Whataburger? Whataburger. Ooh. So you just made a bunch of Orange County fans. You can, you got to start <laughs> hanging out with Rob Kiernan because I think he's the one that said uh, in and outs not that good, right? So uh, go go check out him. Um Let's uh, let me ask you this. Uh, we're going to get to some fun questions now. We got a lot of your soccer pass. A couple fun questions, then we'll let you go. Um, one uh, thing that I like to ask a lot of uh, the players because I used to be a DJ, so I love music. Um, nice. Give us a, a, an artist or a song or, or a genre of music that you love to pump uh, or love to play to get you pumped up for a match. I uh, love to play before I get pumped up. Lately, it's been. Uh... It's been a little rock, a little red hot chili peppers. That's what I've been listening to lately. So I'll go through these, these you know, these little genres from time to time, and I just kind of get stuck in them. So that's that's where I've been at lately. But um, regularly listen to uh, Frank Ocean would have to be my my uh, favorite artist. Nice. Uh, and have you have you? I, I know you have a li- you've had limited time with the team, but have you gotten an opportunity to take control of the music? Uh, at any you know in, on any uh locker room session oh no i think I, I think i have the nervousness and anxiety that i don't want to play the the wrong song and <laughs> you, you, you don't want to be the guy where you put on a song and everybody's and somebody says who's who's playing music because they don't oh, just do it aiden just do it just do it go go one day and just get a song and just put it on the on the the speaker man make it happen <laughs> Uh, Alan, do you have any uh, fun questions for Aiden before we hand it off to Dylan for his usual fun question? No, I mean we already went down the road of food and restaurants, so I, I think I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, slightly disappointed, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go to Dylan, let me just ask you one last question, Aiden. Um, d- is there any like local business uh, that you want to just give a shout out to? Let our listeners know to go check them out. It could be a restaurant. It could be a, a you know a great place to find something special or um no you guys are putting me on the spot right now <laughs> uh, we asked the questions that no one else asked man <laughs> yeah really uh no i mean 
I can't think of any, you know, local spots. Right. No I, I, haven't, no I haven't been able to, to kind of get out around here. I was going to say, yeah, you have that excuse. <laughs> They've been playing games every like 24 hours, so yeah. I can't get out. <laughs> Is there like a gas station that you guys have stopped at that you like just fell in love with or something? I don't know. He loves <laughs> Go for it. I enjoy uh, coffee, so I've been to Wall Riders Coffee and The Patch. So those are, I was those gonna are say, two, good, two good coffee shops around me. I was going to say, you you know Brent, and that was his rec- recommendation to us was Patch Coffee. So it's uh, uh-huh. uh, good that you got a chance to try that out. Dylan, let me get it to you so we can let Aiden get out of here. All right. First thing, Aiden, you're not that far from a Bodhi Leaf. I highly suggest you uh, pile some guys up in your car and go. I promise it's All worth right. it. Um, what was that called? The Bo- Bodhi Leaf. Yeah. The Bodhi Leaf. You okay. guys are super close to it, so. You can you can even walk and avoid all that traffic, and in the meantime <laughs> die because it's like 100 degrees. Um, Aiden, the one question that I ask everyone on the come on the show is, what is their favorite vegetable, and how do you prepare it? Vegetable, sweet potato by far. Sweet potato can be can be fried, baked, uh, any any way you can. You can't. It's it's hard to mess up a sweet potato, but probably fried and then. Healthier option is obviously baked with uh I like to sprinkle a little cinnamon on it. So, so that, this are is, we talking this is, yam or are we talking sweet potato? Uh sorry, yam. That's a yam. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I, I, just, I like, I, I like you know, there's no judgment here. I just I wanted to <laughs> to be sure of which one you were. Well, I was gonna say because really did Miko Miko was our last guest, and I think he was mentioning uh sweet potato as one of as his favorite as well, or as his, you know. The thing that he prepares. So I mean, man, we're in like a an autumn uh, vegetable uh, phase going on right now. Is the, with the the those those awesome uh, vegetables. Um, Aiden, don't want to take up too much of your time, so I want to let you get out of here. Do you have any last uh, message or or la- last comment for the fans that are listening to this? Um, no, I'm I'm you know really excited and really to really excited to get on with um, August and you know win some games. I know it's been. We've had a, a tough couple round of games, but we're ready to build off this win and keep going. Perfect. Awesome. And you can catch Aiden and the rest of Orange County this Saturday uh, at Championship Soccer Stadium. Oh, and it's going to be Beer Fest. So there's going to be a big old yeah. party at the stadium there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's Aiden Apodaca, goal scorer for your Orange County Soccer Club. Thanks again, Aiden, for joining us. Of course. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one. All right. See I, I think there should be a sweet potato cook-off. We should, huh? I mean, yeah, it, I, I really want to get on this. We could do it outside. I think you know, you know, no, no. What we need to do is we need to get, uh, we need to do like run a poll and find out like who we've had on that's that's still available to accessible to us, and we'll do like a show where we do a, a almost like a Master Chef uh, type of thing. We'll we'll let them cook it. Me, uh, Dylan, Allen, and and I can go taste it, um, and we'll which go from there. Us, which one of us lives in a large enough place where we could have? people over why do we have to do that we can just <laughs> all right well, we'll see you at uh i forget the exact address but i can come I can, on down to the orange and black soccer cast up. studios here in aliso viejo uh we can we can cram maybe 10 people in in the studios here it, it is not bad oh that sounds and there's no terrible. air condition in the studio so that would be really hard <laughs> um so let's do this. Let's move on really quick because we have a match we need to preview. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Dylan had to think about it for a second. It, it threw me off there. I was wondering if I was wrong. Um, this is uh, going to be an important match for Orange County because we've struggled against Los Dos this season. Uh, I think this is, uh, you know, coming out of that tough July. Now we're back to a more normal schedule for, uh, you know, a short bit of time here. I really am going to say this. This is a very important match. This is almost to the level of must win. Um, I think at this point, because this is you know, whatever, for whatever reason, these two teams this season, and I'm going to throw Las Vegas lights into the two team category. Now uh, Tacoma, Las Vegas uh, and LA uh, galaxy two. We've had a hard time against these squads. Uh, why is that Dylan? Why can we, why are we struggling against these teams that a lot of fans in the USL think don't really care about playing in the USL. 
Um, I would say, yeah, they don't. They don't care where they play as long as they are developing players and hopefully getting some of those players promoted. I think part of it is these guys have played together for years and years and years at this point. Um, part of it, like Alan will probably say, is pace because they're all like 17 to 19. And I mean, I think if you especially look at how Los Dos have set up against Orange County in the past, they will drop all 11 players, well, all 10 outfielders into a very, very small vertical portion of the field. And they will sit back and they will let Orange County just sit there and pass the ball back and forth and let whoever's closest casually press, but really make Orange County work for it and then hit them on the break, um, win a, win a free kick and, and punish them from a free kick. And it's hard to play against that. If you go into an empty stadium, uh, it's hard to play against that. If you go up to Tacoma and you play in a tiny baseball stadium, it's hard to play against that. And you know, you, we haven't seen a ton of MLS guys drop down in the last two seasons. Um, like maybe they normally do, but they're, they're good. I mean, Tacoma's certainly a lot better than last year, but that's not necessarily saying anything. But if we look at this low stove side, um, they didn't have a massive amount of turnover and even the newer guys have been playing for a while. So that's it. You know, you, you don't have to worry about trying to gel guys from all over the world together. Like necessarily this club does in a short period of time when you play with the same dudes for the same three years. So, I mean, let's talk about this, right? I mean, LA Galaxy 2 is seventh in the Western Conference Pacific Division uh, with 16 points. There's a, there's a bunch of teams with 16 points. So um, that's and, – and, and a team with 17 points. So it's really congested right there. Uh, you know, we forgot to talk about it. After the crazy month that Orange County had, we're still in second place, which is I, – I thought for sure we were – you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth without looking at the the standings on that. So uh, LA Galaxy is not one of the top teams in our division, but again, they seem to have our number. Alan, um, what does Orange County need to do to correct that issue? Win. Um, no, I, I think... I think what makes LA and a team like Tacoma a little different, like Tacoma is really, really, really good at home right now. They're the second best team in the Pacific division points per game at home. Uh, they are terrible on the road. Uh, they're last. Uh, Los Dos is a point per game at home and a point per game on the road. It's crazy. Like a point per, literally one point per game on the road, one point per game at home. Uh, and I think they just, they're fine. They're not amazing. Um, they're prone to mistakes, but they're also prone to capitalize on mistakes. And I think that's what they took advantage of against Orange County the last time is um, Orange County uh, allowed them to hang around and, and allowed them uh, to kind of run the offense they wanted to run. Um, this is a huge game from Orange County because Orange County is has not been great at home. Uh, they are at 1.29 points per game at home, which is fifth. Uh, so I can understand why Ray you're saying it feels like Orange County should be lower. It's like, yeah, because at home, that's where they are. They're fifth um, just ahead of Sacramento and Los Dos. So I, it's understandable why it feels that way, because when you're watching the matches in person or you're paying a little more attention because it's home versus on the road, uh, you see a little bit worse. Orange County is the best road team in the Pacific. So I, I think that's where that feeling comes from. Um, you haven't played Phoenix at all. Uh, if you're Orange County and you're looking at the standings and saying, we need to get our home schedule or our home form up and running uh, because Phoenix can be beaten on the road. Um, and I think this is the opportunity to really start to solidify your home place and if Orange County doesn't make the playoffs, I would have to say it's because they still played kind of average at home. They need to start taking it to teams, start start out fast, uh, get a goal early, um, because I think that kind of punches Los Dos in the face a little bit and uh, changes the, 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 the complexion of the game. Um, and if Orange County can get an early goal, I think that they can win this one easily. Uh, I think if they let LA hold on, uh, or and, and hang out for a bit, 
I, I think that's where they get into some problems because LA can get and gain that confidence. But we saw, you know, Los Dos look terrible against uh, Phoenix. Uh, they looked kind of average against San Diego this past weekend, uh, where they could have easily lost three uh, nil. So I think, um, I, I think uh, Orange County, if they punch him in the face, has a good chance of really making this home game uh, something to remember. Uh, Dylan, you made like a, a slight face at one of Alan's comments there when he was talking about, I guess, Orange County needs to just score a goal first or something. Um, haven't we done that already? Hasn't that already happened uh, this year and it didn't work out for Orange County? He's not wrong. Um, Orange County does start just about every game pretty slowly. Um, but I can think of at least two very recent results in which Orange County has scored in the first 10 minutes and has then not had all three points at the end of the match. Um, and I think... The reverse fixtures have gone the same way, where Los Dos has scored pretty early on, and Orange County has fought back. Um, but, you know, what kind of shows this if we just sit here and go like, oh yeah, you know, if Orange County just plays like a complete 90 minutes, they're going to get three points every week. Yeah, we all know that's that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, right. Like, do you, think, Dylan. do you think Brandon walks into the, the locker room and he's like, okay, boys, like, here, here's what we do. We play full 90 minutes. We don't concede any goals, and we get three points. I'm sure it doesn't need to be said. That's that's not much of a. It's not really not, um, analysis or motivation. But I see a rogue hand in the back of Alan's screen. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's not wrong. But it is it's always a chaotic match against Los Dos, and it's kind of like the Sacramento thing. Really, it's always kind of feels like a playoff match for some reason. I feel like we're we're you know we need Dylan to we just need to come Dylan to be like a. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Roy Kent from the Ted Lasso show as a pundit and just come on. Um, that'd be awesome. Dylan probably he, doesn't know because he's no probably spoilers, never watched it. Man, I've only seen the first season. No, I, I'm just, I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say we need you to come on. So you got to catch up so you could see what I meant when I say you got to come on and be like Roy Kent as a pundit on our show. Um, let's get to this because we're running really short on time. Any last thoughts before we get to our predictions? And by the way, for predictions for our game, since I'm the one that sort of runs a show, I'm making the rules I get to pick for Brad since I'm in last place. I mean, he's not here. That seems fair. Um, no, I think the last thing that we kind of failed to mention was that it's going to be a beer night. And those are always real fun. So, which county generally plays better when there's 4,000 people around? And yeah, there will definitely be more people in the, in the stadium. Yes. So, um, that bodes well for us. I don't know. It should yep. be a fun night. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I'm going to change the rules. I know I said I'm in control, so I'm changing the rules. We're all going to pick scores for Brad, and we're going to do like the the average of what we pick and make that happen. All right. Uh, so let's go to our predictions for this match. So we go down the order on the sheet. So the first person on the sheet is Alan. Alan, what is your prediction for Orange County against LA? Remember, we pick Orange County's score first. Two no. All right. Now we got to go to Brad. So each of us are going to pick a score line for Brad, and then we'll figure out what the the average is. So. Um, Alan, what are you picking for Brad? I am picking, uh, let's do 12 to 11. All right, Dylan, what are you picking for Brad? I'm going to throw him a little bone, and I'm going to say 18 to 68. Oh, wow, you guys you guys are being nice, man. I, here's my prediction for Brad. Seriously? It's going to be 254 to 3. I'm going to give him a chance to get something if LA scores three goals. I want to give him a chance to get something, but not get the full 10 points in there. So now we got to figure out what that average is. Um, so uh, who wants to do the quick math there? Um, while we're doing that math, who? Andy has probably already done it. Oh, and yeah, Andy, if he's listening, Andy, do the math for us. Like, hey, uh, hey, Dylan, hey. what's your what is your prediction, Dylan? Um, I'm going to go with three one Orange County. And you, sco- you, you stole what I was thinking, so I got to change mine up. I'm going to go uh, 4-1 Orange County. Ooh, I would love to see that. Oh, I would love to see it, too. That's why I'm picking it. Um, and, yeah, let's figure out this math here. Uh, I could I could do this really quick. I just got to – I have my Excel sheet. I have the Excel sheet up. I can figure this out. Uh, Dylan, talk while I'm figuring this out. Okay, I'm just talking. Um, this should be a really fun match. Um, excited to see everyone. And – I'm excited for everyone to be really drunk. Um, that's always a good time. But be good people, because we don't need a, a mess on our hands. 
oh, we've got dogs on the show, so that's always yep. a good one. So Very quickly, in, I feel that the dogs are going to make more appearances than Raya. <laughs> than who? Than me? Um, yeah. So in so, LA, LA Galaxy's last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, it's either been a 1-1 one, one draw or someone's got a clean sheet. <laughs> I like <laughs> Andy came up with his... Uh, his math for us. So there's his, I actually ran the numbers. Uh, so the prediction for Brad is 95 to 27. So apparently my hope to give them some points, if they get three, uh, if LA gets three goals, isn't going to work out anyway. So 95 to 27, Brad is hoping for the most crazy, the highest scoring game in history. He can still get points if orange County wins. Yeah, he can. He'll get points if OC wins. So, we helped him out there. I don't know why we did that. Why did we do that, folks? Um, Br- Dil- I did it. Actually, it was my fault. Uh, <laughs> um, let's get to our random thoughts of the night so we can wrap this thing up. Uh, I'll go to Dylan first. Dylan, go for it. Well, it was here first. That's only fair. Um... And you're not ready. Oh, man. Just be good people. and That's what it is every week. But, yeah. Be good people, and more importantly, be good to Mother Earth. It's been very hot. It's only going to get hotter every year. Um, so, you know, you don't have to buy an electric car like that bozo up there. But, like, you know, be like Miko Kuningas and, you know, ride a bike where you can. And, I don't know, be, be good. Don't don't run your AC 24 hours a day, even if it is hot. You got to sweat it out. I mean, look at me. This is a family show, so I'll keep my shirt on. But, like, let me tell you. <laughs> I got the full-on abs after this past week of just sweating constantly. But yeah, um, be good full-on abs. Yes, and be good to Mother Earth. So sweating gives you abs. I didn't know that. I'll have to sweat more. Um, Alan, what, what is your random thought? Two things. One, I can confirm that sweating does not actually give you abs because um, I've also been sweating and still don't have abs. Uh, my random thought is... Uh, we are just over a month away from an election. So uh, if you don't know, there is a recall election on September 14th. So don't now get caught know. off guard. Do some research. Uh, you have you can vote for one of two things for the recall or not. And then the people who are running for the recall. So you have two things to choose from. You can vote yes or no on the recall. And then you can vote on the other bottom half if you choose. So just let so you know do we, there is something happening. Do we know if Roseanne Barr is going to run if the recall happens? Has anyone uh, found that out yet? Is happening. I don't think we're. Well, I mean, Roseanne if Barr if if the one. if the vote for recall or the you know whatever how that works, I don't know. The candidates we, are already in and chosen, so you vote yes for recall, and then you can choose a candidate, or you can say no. So is Roseanne Barr one of the office. candidates? That's what I'm trying to figure I out. Believe not. Okay. I believe then, Bar is not on the okay. And then um, really quick, I'm going to let Andy do a, a, a random thought here. He wants to plug the uh, Cal State University Fullerton women's team are playing August 22nd, 5 p.m. at Cal State University Fullerton. So go check it out if you are in the area for that. Uh, Alan, drive all the way up here uh, to watch that match. Um, yeah. Random thought for me. Um, if you're going to be out at the match this weekend, Beer Fest of course. Uh, but I actually will be talking with uh, Seth Kasipley uh, pre-match uh, on the field, uh, on the pitch. So come on out. Uh, if you're there um, early, probably around six Oh five ish, we'll be out there talking uh, Seth and I, so come check it out, uh, hear what we have to say uh, about the match and yeah. And we'll appreciate the support on that. Sorry, Dylan, you're like confused. You don't know. If you don't know now, you know, Dylan, um, Dylan, where can our listeners find you on social medias? I like never tweet these days, but if you want to, you can find me at OCSE underscore Dylan. We need to give someone control. We need to find like a social media manager for you, Dylan, to control your account to get more amazing content from you. Alan, where can people uh, find out what you have to say on social medias? Hey, Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Perfect. You can find me at, uh, there we go, DJ Ray Samora on Twitter. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or go to our website, OCSCPodcast.com. Or if that's too much for you to type, OCSCPod.com to uh, read and listen to what we have on there, although we haven't written much in a while. But you can listen to all of our episodes on there 
everything we've ever written. And Alan looks very bewildered. Is that that look? Is that what you're trying to go for, Alan? Um, I want to thank uh, Aiden, uh, Aiden Apodaca for joining us tonight on the episode. Um, and then of course, always Dylan, Alan, thanks for uh, chiming in uh, with your thoughts for Orange County. All right. My name's Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh.